You ready? Yeah. Okay, let's try it again. Hi, my name is Anna, and welcome to the Catholic Homeschool Building for Moms. It's not a building, love. <laughs> let's try it one more time. Ready? I liked how you said it. Do it again. Wait, what do you have to say? I'm a building <laughs> part. <laughs> you don't say building. It's not a building. <laughs> okay, try it again. Hello, I'm Carrie Olvera, the host of Catholic Homeschool Moms. I'm excited to share with you the inspiring journeys told through the perspective of homeschooling moms like us. We'll talk about our Catholic faith, our families, what we've done, and what we've failed to do. Wait, did I just say that out loud? Yes, those obstacles and challenges and how we deal with them are in there too. Head on over to CatholicHomeschoolMoms.com and see the faces of the women who will inspire you in your homeschooling journey. Sign up for emails and get direct access to the transcripts and links to information shared. Everyone has a story to tell. Share yours too. Connect with us on our Facebook page, Catholic Homeschool Moms, on Twitter at Catholic HS Mom, and on Google Plus, Catholic Homeschool Moms. I can't wait to meet you. So yesterday was the 100th year anniversary of the first appearance of Our Lady of Fatima in Portugal. And two of the three shepherd, shepherd children who witnessed the apparitions, St. Francisco and St. Jacinta Marto, were canonized by Pope Francis yesterday. 100 years to the day. Man, there's so much wonderful information on these children. It is just fantastic. Go to EWTN.com backslash Fatima. Uh, they marvelously break down and categorize information on the seers and the events of Fatima. I also checked out Wikipedia, Fatima.org, and Catholic uh, Agency News, I think it is. I, I looked up various sources, and uh, there's just so much, so much information. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. And a lot of it is firsthand information because Blessed Maria Lucia of the Immaculate Heart wrote a memoir. And she was the oldest seer. She was the cousin. So anyway, I recommend, highly recommend, looking at this information. So let's go ahead and get started. Brother and sister St. Francisco and St. Jacinta Marto tended their family sheep with their cousin Lucia Santo in the fields of Fatima, Portugal. It was there that they witnessed the apparitions of Mary, now known as Our Lady of Fatima. The first visits were from an angel who taught them prayers to our Lord and encouraged them to make sacrifices. I supplied the, the copies of the prayer in the show notes, and I have them at the end of this recording. There's two prayers that I've included. After the angel, there were six visits total from Our Lady to the three seers. During the first apparition on May 13, 1917, she asked the three children to say the rosary and to be persistent in living holy lives, using their daily sufferings as prayers for the conversion of sinners. The children did... And they prayed often. They were especially changed after the third secret, at the same time when they were shown hell and all the souls who are ending up there. So let's go ahead and get right into the biography of these little saints, the youngest non-martyrs to be canonized. Europe, at that point, was in the rubble from World War I, and Portugal's government was shaky. A new liberal republic was steeped in Freemasonry, which is anti-Catholic, and it had replaced the monarch government before it. But at home, in their village, these children were immersed in a home life filled with a vibrant 
Catholic culture. Francisco Marto was the older brother of Jacinta, the first cousin of Lucia dos Santos. He was nine years old at the time of the apparitions, and during the appearances of the angel and of the Blessed Virgin, he could see and feel, but was not permitted to hear the words which were spoken. During the first apparition of the Blessed Mother, Lucia asked if Francisco would go to heaven. Our Lady replied, Yes, he will go there, but he will have to recite the rosary many times. Knowing that he would soon be called to paradise, Francisco showed little interest in attending classes. Often, he would tell Lucia and Jacinta, You go on, I'm going to church to keep company with the hidden Jesus, which is an expression which refers to the Blessed Sacrament. In October 1918, Francisco became ill with the Spanish flu. Family members assured him that he would survive his sickness. He responded, It is useless. Our Lady wants me with her in heaven. Over the duration of his illness, he offered continual sacrifices to console Jesus, offended by so many sins. Only a little time remains for me before going to heaven, he told Lucia one day. There above I am going to console our Lord and our Lady a great deal. Jacinta is going to pray a great deal for sinners, for the Holy Father, and for you. You are going to stay here because Our Lady wishes it. Listen, do everything she tells you. As his illness worsened, Francisco no longer had the strength to recite the rosary. Mama, I can no longer say the rosary, he called in a loud voice one day. It is like my head is among the clouds. Even as his bodily strength declined, his mind remained fixed on the eternal. At this time, Francisco had not yet received his first Holy Communion. Calling to his father, he begged to receive our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Preparing himself for confession, he urged Lucia and Jacinta to recount for him the sins which he had committed. Hearing some of the mild pranks he had committed, Francisco began crying, saying, I have confessed these sins, but I will confess them again. Perhaps it is because of these that Jesus is so sad. You both Ah, ask also that Jesus will pardon all my sins. His first and last Holy Communion followed. He was no longer strong enough to pray, and he asked Lucia and Jacinta to recite the rosary in a loud voice so he could follow with his heart. Two days later, nearing his end, he exclaimed, Look, Mama, look, a light so beautiful, there, near the door. Towards ten o'clock, on April 4th, 1919, Almost two years after the encounter with Our Lady of Fatima, he died calmly, without any sign of suffering, without agony, his face shining with an angelic light. In her memoirs, Sister Lucy describes the death of her young cousin in this way. He flew away to heaven Jacinta in the arms Marta. of our Heavenly Mother. At the time of the apparitions, she was seven years old and the youngest of the three seers. During the apparitions, she saw and heard everything but spoke neither to the angel nor to the mother of God. Intelligent and very sensitive, she remained profoundly impressed when she heard the Blessed Virgin declare that Jesus was much offended by sin. After seeing the vision of hell, she decided to offer herself completely for the salvation of souls. The night of the first appearance of Our Lady, it was Jacinta who, despite the promises she had made to Lucia, revealed the secret of the apparition to her mother. Mama, today I have seen the Madonna in the Cova da Iria. Oh, what a beautiful lady! Later, heaven would further grace Jacinta with two powerful visions of the Holy Father. 
a pope suffering for the persecutions made against the church, and also for the wars and destructions which convulsed the world. Poor Holy Father, said Jacinta, there is a great need to pray for him. From that time on, Christ's vicar was always present in the prayers and sacrifices of all the seers, but especially Jacinta. To free souls from the fires of hell, Jacinta freely undertook sacrifices. In the fierce heat of the summer, she gave up drinking water. As a sacrifice to God's glory, she offered her afternoon snacks to children even poorer than she. To save souls, she took upon herself the pain of wearing a rough piece of knotted rope near her bare skin. To save souls, she took upon herself the pain of wearing a rough piece of knotted rope next to her bare skin. She endured the exhausting interrogations and insults of disbelievers, all without the smallest lament. If only I could show hell to sinners, she said, how happy I would be if all could go to paradise. A year following the apparitions at the Cova da Iria, the illness which would carry her to her death began. First came bronchial pneumonia, then an abscess on the lung, both of which made her suffer intensely. Yet from her hospital bed, she declared cheerfully that her sickness was just a new opportunity to suffer for the conversion of sinners. After two months in the hospital, she returned home. They discovered an open and ulcerous sore on her chest, followed with a diagnosis of tuberculosis. Over the course of the next year, she suffered grievously for Our Lady. Will Jesus be content with the offering of my sufferings? She asked Lucia. In February of 1920, she was rushed to another hospital, this time in Lisbon, wasting away to a virtual skeleton and dying without the presence of her beloved parents or Lucia. She consoled herself with the thought that this, too, was yet another chance to offer up her suffering for sinners. In the Lisbon hospital, she was visited no less than three times by the Mother of God. Finally, on the night of the 20th of February, 1920, the promise of the Lady, more brilliant than the sun, was accomplished. I have come to take you with me to paradise. Francisco and Jacinta are buried in the Basilica of Our Lady of Fatima. Lucia dos Santos was the cousin of Francisco and Jacinta. She was the youngest of seven brothers and sisters, and the oldest of the three little shepherds. She was recognized as especially precocious, and was a particular favorite of young and old alike. Buoyed by an open, cheerful temperament and a lively intelligence, she organized games, prayers, dances, and other initiatives among the children of the village. Her sufferings began immediately after the first apparition of the Virgin. She became the principal target of criticism on the part of her family and their friends, to the point that she was greatly reluctant to return again to the Cova da Iria for the appointment with Our Lady on the 13th of July. The parish priest of Fatima actually insinuated that she could be a little instrument of the devil. It was only at the insistence of the other seers that she overcame her fears and journeyed to the Cova as the Blessed Virgin had requested. Lucia's other great moment of suffering came when Our Lady told her that she would soon carry Francisco and Jacinta to heaven and informed her that she was to remain alone on earth to spread the devotion of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. But the Virgin comforted her. My Immaculate Heart will be your refuge and the way which will lead you to God. It was Lucia who spoke with the Queen of Heaven, who presented requests of favors on the part of many people, and who requested a miracle so that all would believe the apparitions. 
It was also Lucia who, when the prophets were placed in prison on the 13th of August in 1917, who organized the resistance to the threats and flatteries of the authorities, which had the purpose of discovering the secret revealed by Our Lady. And when Francisco and Jacinta fell ill, it was, again, Lucia who assisted them lovingly until the end. In 1921, on the decision of the bishop of Leiria, the diocese of Fatima, Lucia was sent away from her village and taken immediately to the Dorothean sisters of Villar in Oporto. It was believed that her presence at Fatima could obstruct the impartiality of the investigations then being undertaken to determine the validity of the apparitions. In addition, the 14-year-old Lucia had been the subject of almost continuous harassment and interrogation by friends and enemies alike of the apparitions. In the year 1828, Lucia became a sister of St. Dorothy, and, in 1946, after a brief visit to Fatima, she entered the convent of the Carmelite Sisters of Coimbra, where she resided under the name of Sister Maria Lucia of the Immaculate Heart until her death on February 13, 2005, at the age of 97, one month shy of her 98th birthday. The Mother of God, who had asked her to remain in the world to encourage devotion to her Immaculate Heart, the Mother of God, who had asked her to remain in the world to encourage devotion to her Immaculate Heart, came several more times to visit Blessed Maria Lucia, including on the 10th of December, 1925, when, at Ponte Our Lady gave the youngest postulant nun the promise of the five first Saturdays, and also five years later at Tui, where, in the presence of the Holy Trinity, she further revealed the spirit of this great devotion of reparation. What we have been given from the messages of Fatima is that we need to pray. The world is in desperate need of prayer, and our daily life can be filled with sacrifices, small and large. I encourage you to think on these things, to share these children's story. Little ones can learn and offer great love to our Lord. Pray the rosary by yourself and with your family. Pray for our Pope, our priests, and our families. The prayers of the angel that came to them to prepare them for their visits with the Blessed Mother were as follows. This is repeated three times. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. The other prayer is also repeated three times. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly, and I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all of the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences by which he is offended, and by the infinite merits of his most sacred heart and the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg the conversion of poor sinners. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly, and I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, 
in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences by which he is offended, and by the infinite merits of his most sacred heart and the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg the conversion of poor sinners. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly, and I offer you the most precious blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all of the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences by which he is offended, and by the infinite merits of his most sacred heart and the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg the conversion of poor sinners. There is so much more to share from the apparitions of the Blessed Virgin Mary and Fatima. Please take some time and study some books, especially the memoirs of Sister Maria Lucia of the Immaculate Heart. And I hope that you have a very blessed Mother's Day. This is Carrie. If you've enjoyed today's show, head over to CatholicHomeschoolMoms.com and see the faces of the women who will inspire you in your homeschooling journey. Sign up for emails and get direct access to the transcripts and links to information shared in today's podcast. Everyone has a story to tell. Share yours too. Connect with us on our Facebook page at Catholic Homeschool Moms or on Twitter at Catholic HS Mom and on Google Plus at Catholic Homeschool Moms. I can't wait to meet you.